Hey guys, I'm Manali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Um, hey y'all, and welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Um, I'm Manali. I'm one of the co-hosts for the Through Faith Podcast, and um, as you've probably noticed, clicking on um, our podcast for this week, that we decided to break up our testimonies into two different um, podcast episodes, and um, yeah, we wanted to give both of our testimonies the proper time and um, attention that they deserved. And so we ended up breaking up breaking it up into two rather than one. And um, yeah, so we had originally intended on doing a an episode on our testimonies um, prior to prior to it being the last episode, um, but we decided against it so we could give a little bit more insight on what our podcast was really about and um like getting our goal across before talking about our testimonies especially since this is my first time and I think Hannah's first time of ever telling our testimonies out loud and so um we were pretty nervous about it um and wanted to make sure that we had some experience under our belt as well as um just laying down some bigger foundations or some yeah some bigger foundations ahead of time before we dove into something as uh serious as our testimonies are um we've both seen God work in some amazing ways over the past couple of years um and work wonders in um our friendship as well and uh hopefully that's something you'll be able to see through both of us talking about that um so yeah I hope you enjoy um I'm definitely gonna be the most raw and vulnerable with y'all that I can be on here um I don't want to sugarcoat anything that I've ever gone through because truthfully the the world needs a lot of um raw truth to um just struggles that people go through that are kind of hard or maybe embarrassing to talk about. Um, so I ask that y'all bear with me with that. Um, and just hope that you enjoy and that this impacts somebody and yeah, so let's get into it. Um, the first place to start with my testimony is, um, how a lot of people's testimonies start, which is, um, growing up in church and um growing up my mom always made sure that I was involved in Wednesday night church and Sunday night and like always not Sunday night Sunday school and was always uh sure that I was involved in that uh growing up um I unfortunately did not pay attention during Sunday school and Wednesday night church it was more of me going for my friends rather than um with the intentions of learning more about God and it's kind of messed me up now that I'm older because I don't know a whole lot about um the basic Bible stories that I should know about as a 19 year old but um we are working on it so it's it's not too bad but it is kind of a pain in the butt sometimes whenever um whenever we're talking about like just basic stories that everybody knows and you're just kind of sitting over there like oh yeah I should know that but didn't pay attention in Sunday school so kind of lacking in that department but um but yeah so that's how um I grew up um it wasn't really until about sixth grade that I gave any kind of interest to what um the whole church thing and like what the messages were really about Um, my family and I kind of went through some trials of just uncertainty and, like, change because my little sister had, um, been diagnosed with some learning challenges that, uh, were not prevalent, or not, 
how do I want to say this, that were not uh, known beforehand. And so um, attention that used to be divided between the two of us was shifted to where my mom and dad were showing my sister more attention and I wasn't really used to that. Um, so with that, um, I kind of was just a little lost. I didn't know like how to, not, not, not that I didn't know how to function, but like, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Cause like my mom and dad were showing my little sister so much attention at that time. And, um, sixth grade, but now I didn't really know what to do with herself. And so I kind of looked to God and was just like, you know, like, what is this really about? And, um, what does it mean to be a Christian? And like started asking the basic questions of like, why did God, or yeah, why did God send his son to die for us? And just getting really curious about what it means to have faith in God. Um, unfortunately, because I played travel ball growing up through middle school and majority of high school, um, our tournaments carried over into Sundays. And so I never really got the chance to, um, talk to anybody about it whenever I was younger other than like my parents um and yeah so that that did not help um especially since like I was curious about it but wasn't curious enough to like want to make time for it at that time because I didn't realize the impact and importance of God entering your life and being your main just making him your, uh, what am I trying to say? Making him your savior is what I'm looking for. I just couldn't think of it. Um, so yeah, in sixth grade, that's how it carried through, um, a majority of middle school. Um, as I got to like eighth and ninth grade, I got a little bit more serious about it and like, um, finally got some answers to, those questions of um, why does God choose to love us and why did he send his son for us and everything um, and started reading my Bible on my own and uh, listening to what the preacher was talking about in church and um, working on ways to apply it to my life and uh, just trying to live out um, the life of a devoted Christian in the best way that I could as a um middle schooler slash high schooler. Um, in 10th grade, I reached a very dark place. Um, at that time, I was playing school soccer and uh, travel ball, and both of those teams um, had some girls on there that were not very nice to me and um, basically bullied me for a majority of high school. Um and especially during um, my sophomore year of high school. And on that, on top of some other things, um, I began to battle with some really bad anxiety and depression. Um, so bad that I started going to therapy for it and um, was just not in a good, healthy mindset or mental, mental state, I guess is a better way to say that. Um, so during that time, I would like try to ask God for um, just some help, but it didn't never seem like he was answering in the way that I wanted him to because I had expectations of God just taking every bit of anxiety and depression away immediately. Like I didn't think it was something I had to consistently look to God for every day. I, I thought it would come in one prayer. Um, and so I blamed God for a lot of what I was going through and just like, God, if you're so good and you're so powerful, why are you making me go through this and why haven't you taken it away yet? And that's how a majority of sophomore year went until about April. Um, we had one of our guy soccer players, um, pass away due to suicide and it, um, rattled our entire community and it rattled me as well because um he was a friend of mine um and it was kind of my wake-up call from God to just really kind of I'm trying to make sure I say it right God's way of saying hey listen I'm about to show you how good I am and what it 
and like why I deserve every bit of like every broken part and every good part of you and so um through God healing the community and healing myself from the grief and eventually anxiety and depression that I had been dealing with um I was able to see just how powerful and amazing God really is and um that's where my um faith account came from was that um experience in that event um during that time God had kind of placed it on my heart that there were there was a way for me to spread his word and spread what I had been going through and struggling with um and I began praying about it and like just asking God like what how do you want me to deliver this and so I ended up making my Instagram um if you scroll all the way down our podcast page you can see um my first devotionals and kind of what my goal was um, at that time. And a lot of it was reminding people of how um, loved and cherished they are by God. Um, And just the reminders that everybody needs every once in a while or every day. Um, And so that's that's why I started my faith account to begin with. That's where this all kind of started. and God worked through me um, from April to the summer, into the summer, um, just giving me different messages that he put on my heart for that day or that week for me to post and kind of talk about um, that were relevant in my life as well as a couple of other people um, that he felt like I needed to reach at that time. After um, the summer, it had been, it was probably August um the beginning of my junior year Hannah's older sister had sent me a video talking about um Christian dating and um what to look for in a future husband and to write down what you want in a future husband and start praying over it and I had never heard that before I didn't ever really take into consideration that we could pray for that kind of stuff um not necessarily like materialistic things like oh I want him to have brown hair and be tall and like all that other stuff but like qualities that you hope to have in your future husband and so um I did I I wrote that down and started praying over it pretty consistently um and about a month later I was brought to this guy um at the time he seemed to fit all of the standards I had previously created and seemed to be a pretty decent Christian guy um he did all the things that I did. He went to church. He read his Bible. Um, he did the bare minimum for um, what you're, you're called to do as a Christian. And not to say that you have to go to church or like that you have to read the Bible, but um, just the notable things that people notice in Christians that they go to church and that they read their Bible. Um, so yeah um we had started talking and um it's funny now that um I had prayed over this guy um just asking God if this was somebody I was supposed to be dating at that time and God gave me plenty of signs like I mean a lot of times God's not going to just come out and say yes or no Um, He's going to give you signs that you can either choose to pick up on or you can choose to ignore. And I definitely ignored the signs that God gave me to um, avoid the heartbreak that I would later endure. But um, the biggest sign that God gave me to uh, not date this guy was that my best friends did not like him. And... Um, what I mean by that is I brought this guy around to, uh, Hannah, who's our other co-host and, um, my other good friend, Allison, and neither of them liked him. And I was just like, you know, they're just being like weird. Like, of course they're not going to like him. Like just being dramatic, being a 10th grader. Um, but little did I know that that was a major red flag and a major sign for me to, to not pursue this guy anymore. Um. So after ignoring that and uh, disregarding any opinion that um, Hannah and Allison had on this guy, 
uh, we started dating. Um, in the first couple of months of us dating, we, um, I was able to keep my faith really pretty consistent. Um, I still posted on my faith account and I still read my Bible. I was still in pursuit of chasing the Lord. And, um, that came to an end, um, or not, it didn't came, it didn't come to an end very quickly. Like it took a couple of months, but it slowly started slipping away from me. Like, um, I would read my Bible every night and it slowly turned to, uh, only a couple nights a week to eventually not reading my Bible at all. And, um, or in the same thing, going to church, I used to make church a priority and, um, it slowly slipped to being almost a chore for me to have to go to church, um, whenever my family would all go. Um, so the, during that first, those first couple of months, it was, it was okay. It was definitely not healthy by any means. And we certainly did not have God as our foundation for the relationship, which, um, makes a huge difference, uh, going forward. Um, and just not being equally yoked at that time or at all, but especially then, um, we, um, struggled a lot with like worldly things. And, um, if you know how me and Hannah's friendship and Allison's friendship all are like, you know, that, um, they are my go-tos for accountability partners. And, um, when I started dating this guy, I had cut them out of my life because I just, honestly, I have literally no good reason for cutting them out of my life other than, I don't really know. Um, partially because they didn't like my boyfriend. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want y'all being around him if y'all aren't going to like each other. Cause my, my boyfriend at the time did not like him, my, did not like them either. And so it was just always a kind of a rocky time whenever we would all hang out together. So I just cut them off and lost my accountability partners doing that. And so, um, you know, you hear the phrase, you are who you hang out with. And that became a big reality for me. Um, not having these faithful, uh, God chasing or God fearing girls in my life, I was depending on my accountability in any time I needed help in my faith. Like I was looking towards this guy that wasn't really pursuing God anymore and just kind of slowly gave up on his faith long before I had. And it took a toll on me um, because I had become very similar to how he was with him being my first uh, priority. Um, after cutting Hannah and Allison out of my life. So that's how a majority of our relationship went for the first year of us dating. Um, it definitely wasn't near as toxic as the, uh, after the first year, but there were, um, some fights and, um, broken promises that were, uh, that happened during that period that, um, definitely could have been avoided if, we had God as the center of our relationship and um, just never would have happened if we were both dating each other for the right reasons. Um, so right when we went, right around our uh, one year anniversary, this is where I'm about to get very vulnerable with you. Um, and just know that if this is something you've experienced, that you're not alone in what you're going through. Or if you're going through it right now, just know that I promise you, you're not alone. And God loves you just as much because of it. Um, so, anyways, um, right around our one year, um, we had some things enter, in, enter into our relationship that were supposed to be safe for marriage. And specifically the one that I'm going to talk about is sex. Um, this is not a topic that is comfortable to talk about, but I know that, um, I would not be the person that I am today if this wasn't something that I went through. I, uh, gained so much knowledge and, um, wisdom through, um, this experience, even if it was the worst, one of the worst things I've ever gone through. Um, 
I wouldn't change it for the world if it meant that I was the person that I am today because I definitely am proud of who I've become and who God's changed me to be. Um, but anyways, so sex had entered our relationship and um, at the time or really beforehand, I knew what sex was, but I didn't know like why God told us not to participate in it and like why he wanted us to stay pure and uh, protect our hearts. And this is definitely not one of those things that you want to learn the hard way because I definitely did. Um, having premarital sex changes um, yourself and it changes the relationship and how you treat each other. Um, and I first want to talk about how it changed me. Um, I am not an insecure person. Now, I definitely have insecurities, um, and a lot of those stemmed from this relationship and having things pointed out to me that, um, I never would have even noticed on myself had nobody said anything about it, but of course that's not exactly how it went. Um, but I became an insecure person and because of, um, sex becoming our foundation of the relationship and just selfish desires in general, um, I was, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, I was more devoted to, um, doing anything to make this guy happy than worrying about, A, my relationship with God, but also, um, worrying about my own mental and physical health. And so whenever these things would be pointed out to me, I would do everything that I could to try and change them, whether that be like, I don't even know, just just do anything that I could to change them. And um, in the process of that, I ended up losing myself and losing the um, what Hannah had originally called it whenever we... Uh, had first recorded it was the the joy that I had um that y'all are able to see in this through this podcast and um if you've ever talked to me hopefully you've been able to kind of see it there too but um yeah I was kind of just this walking um just this walking and talking version of who somebody else wanted me to be and, um, through that, I also abandoned all of, or a lot of the standards that I had originally created, uh, before I started dating this guy. And that led to me putting up with a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have and getting wrapped up in things like premarital sex. Um, so that was one way that it kind of changed myself, um. In terms of my relationship with God, it obviously changed that as well. I knew that uh, the things that I was participating in were not uh, honoring God. And so I knew that if I turned back to God, that he would find a, not find a way, but work his way into our relationship. And that would eventually mean um, us breaking up. And that's not something that I had wanted um, at that time because I was scared of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, the moment that sex entered into our relationship was the last time that I thought twice about what, uh, God had in store for me and like anything that he, that God had set for us to be able to protect our hearts. I completely disregarded them. Um, in terms of how it changed our relationship, um, there was no respect for, um, any of the standards that I had, uh, originally set. Um, if you've listened to our dating deal maker or deal breakers episode, you know that I talk about how I don't, um, like guys that party or drink and, um, drink especially underage. And we were in high school at the time. So obviously we were all underage and, um, 
there were things like that that were disregarded because once I let down the standard of, oh yeah, like we're going to date each other for the right intentions and save ourselves from marriage, once I let that down was the beginning of all of my standards crumbling because he knew that he could, he could get past that because that was really the hardest one to get past and he had already gotten that. So, um, with letting that standard down, it caused all my other standards to come down and that was the beginning of the beginning of the end really um we had like I said a couple of toxic traits that were in our first year together but they were heightened and um just 20 times worse by the time that we had um reached our second our one year anniversary going forward um because of what had happened and um I'm trying to make sure this makes sense because I feel like I keep just like going in circles about stuff but um let me see where was I going with what I was saying um another way that it had kind of changed um our relationship was when you um sorry I thought my phone had turned off um when you place, or when sex becomes a part of your relationship outside of the marriage context, um, you're placing husband and wife responsibilities on a boyfriend or girlfriend. And um, a majority of the time, like I want to say probably nine times out of ten, if not more times than that, um, your boyfriend or girlfriend is not mature enough, nor do they care enough to take on those types of responsibilities, especially while you're in high school. And so, um, with me, with the both of, both of us, um, having that in our relationship, um, I placed husband responsibilities on a boyfriend and, um, he wasn't mature enough, nor did he respect or care about me enough to want to fill that. Um, and so, with um that that's how our relationship kind of carried through um for a very long time from about August to May and there's a couple of conversations that um I could highlight and one of them is um that so I told y'all that I had cut at Hannah and Allison out of my life at this point and um, me and Hannah would still talk. I just would not tell her any kind of anything that was going on between the guy that I was dating and myself, um, because I knew that if Hannah knew half of what was going on, that she would hold me accountable for it. And, um, I didn't want her to get mad at me or be ashamed of anything that I had done because I knew it was wrong. Um, but so we were sitting at the table one night and it was after a football game, like, the Petal Oak Grove football game, so it was late, and it was, it had been like two or three o'clock in the morning, we were talking about, um, having premarital sex, and, um, Hannah and Allison didn't know that this was going on at the time, um, nobody really knew that it was going on at the time, honestly, and, um, they started talking about, like, how a relationship, that has sex involved outside of the marriage context is not going to last. That's what Hannah said. And I remember just sitting there, like, just, I don't even know, like, just speechless because I had never really thought about it before, I guess. Um, It's not that I hadn't thought about it before. It was just, like, one of those times that, uh, one of the many times that God tries to convict me. And um, Allison definitely was like yeah of course like you can't like that's that's why it's safe for marriage it's not safe for dating because you're not supposed to in dating and um I remember just sitting there and just being like of all the conversations we could be having right now like there's so many other Christian topics we could be talking about but we're sitting here talking about this and was kind of freaking out I was like do they know like did I say something on accident and just kind of freaking out about it because they they 
weren't supposed to know. And um, so that was one of the first times I I can say now that God was kind of trying to weasel his way back into my daily life again um, and trying to call me back to a place I should have never left to begin with. Um, so, yeah, that was the first convicting moment. That was about, I think I want to say in November. Um, and as we kept dating, that was, um, sorry, there's like a bug and I was just trying to make sure it wasn't like about to fly in here. Um, oh, what was I saying? Um, hang on. <laughs> Let me find my train again. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that period of time from August to May was really not healthy at all. Um, there were a lot of fights, more so me fighting, um, trying to get this guy to change into the person that I thought he should be or could be, um, and just losing all the time, but still thought that there was some hope for him there until about May. Um, in May, we, um, broke up. Um, I, the week before we broke up, we fought over everything. And, um, that was the time that I realized, like, I was just, I was so tired of fighting and, um, just not having any result come from it. So, uh, he ended up breaking up with me, um, and this is the maddest Hannah has ever been at me. Um, Hannah and I do not fight at all. Like, I think we've fought three times since we've been friends, and we've been friends for nine years. And, like, even those fights were not anything serious. But Hannah did. She was so mad at me because that night, um... Like, 12 hours after we broke up, the guy called me back and was like, yeah, like, I promise I'm going to change into this person that you want me to be, and, like, I don't want to lose you and all that stuff. And I told Hannah that I was getting back together with him. And she threw this little goodie, she made me this sweet little goodie bag and threw it on the ground and was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I cannot do this. And so, um, she ended up not talking to me for the rest of the weekend because she was so mad at me, and reasonably so, because I was being an idiot. But, um... But yeah, so we ended up getting back together, and the um, two full months that we were back together were June and July, and I was very numb during that time. Like, I knew that um, we had lost any, like, any trust that we had, that I had for him uh, was completely lost because um, the reasons that he gave me for why he break, broke up with me um and what he was telling me now that we were back together did not align. And um, it was just not good. Um, there were repeats of things that we used to fight about that I just didn't care to fight for anymore because I knew that I wouldn't win. And it was just, it was exhausting. Um, and I remember I had went to the dentist in June. Um, and I will forever be thankful for my dental hygienist who checked out my teeth that day because she truly was an angel sent from God. Um, I was sitting in the chair and she was talking about, um, asking me how, or if I was excited for college. And, um, at this time I had applied to a community college and gotten in and was trying to get into a two-year program to become a physical therapy assistant. Um, and didn't end up getting in my uh, going into my freshman year because they didn't take any high schoolers. And so she was uh, giving me some insight on what the pros and cons are for going to the physical therapy assistant program versus going all the way and getting your doctorate of physical therapy. And uh, based on what she had told me and uh, what I had made out of it, it seemed to be that there were more uh, pros going to get your doctorate than stopping out a two-year degree. Um, that's just my opinion. You do not have to agree with that if that's something you're interested in. But, um, so we had talked about that and then, uh, we talked about some other things that were going on and, um, she asked me if I was still dating this guy, um, and was asked and just randomly asked, um, 
but I saw myself marrying this guy. And for the first time in a really long time, I was kind of just left like, like, wow, you, you asked me that? Because um, me and this guy had gotten to the point where we did not talk about our future at all. And like, it did not matter how many times that that was something that I would try and bring up with him, like, not even just, like, marriage, but just, like, looking forward to college, to going to college with this guy, um, so whenever she had asked me that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hadn't even thought about, like, marriage in, in such a long time, if ever, with this guy, and, um, so when he had asked me, or when she had asked me about me marrying this guy, I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I? And so I remember getting in the car that night and, um, or not that night after my dentist appointment and just ask like for the first time in a really long time, just like praying to God, like, God, do you see, do you see me marrying this guy? Like, is this somebody that I need to be with anymore? And, um, I kind of felt this tug on my heart. Like, you know, the answer to that prayer. And, um, that's something that God laid on your heart a long time ago. You've just been ignoring it. And so um, one of the last things that I remember praying about it was uh, asking God for a sign that I could not miss, that this guy was not somebody I was supposed to be with. And um, God definitely delivered. Um, he showed me um, the night that we went to prom, we ended up getting a huge fight because um, I found out there were some substances being abused that were not supposed to be and um, I never really got to address that issue because um, in the middle of that and um, Hannah going through some stuff I was uh, my attention was kind of divided between the two things going on so I never really got to proper properly address it and really give the the time that it deserved, um, in terms of like, like I knew I shouldn't be putting up with that, but never really gave it the time of day. So about two weeks after prom and all that happening, um, we all ended up going on a trip. Um, me and my group of friends went separately from his group of friends, but we went to the same spot and, uh, gotten a very big fight about drinking. And, um, he was just very convinced that I just did not understand the life that he wanted to live and um, was basically just telling me how much of a burden I was for not letting him or not being happy for him that he wanted to drink and um, just participate in things that were illegal and uh, not something that I wanted in our relationship. And so I... Um, was really upset after the trip that we had went on and I remember Hannah driving me home that night um and for the first time in a very long time I opened up to her about what was going on and um I don't know what it I can't really remember what it was that she said but I know that God kind of spoke through her that night and really just showed me um like that there is so much better for me out there than what I'm going through right now and that uh God did not make me um and did did not put all this effort into my design for me to put up with something less than what I deserve and so that night I called him up and broke up with him and um what's it still blows my mind how quickly God worked in my life as soon as I made that phone call and ended it. Um, during that time, like during that summer, I had began looking for jobs because I had quit high school soccer and quit soccer altogether. And so I had finally had time to get a job and everything and um, began looking for jobs and stuff and had gotten denied because I never had any experience, um, with playing soccer. And, uh, the next morning I got a call from a local gym and ended up getting a job there. Um, I walked into the interview with, uh, puffy eyes and tears rolling down my face and walked out with 
papers in my hand to sign and bring back for my first job. Um, two days after that, I transferred from the um, community college that I was originally planning on going to to a four-year school um, and got into the kinesiology program, which is what I'm pursuing now in hopes to eventually go get my doctorate degree. Um, but so yeah, that was two immediate ways that I saw God and like transforming my life and just showing me how much I had been missing out on and what I was at risk of losing had I kept dating that guy. Um, so that had happened, um, for, so we broke up in August and in September and October, those were one of the, some of the hardest times um, because I didn't know how to deal with the shame that um, I was enduring because I I mean I was I was embarrassed and just ashamed of the fact that I had given so much of myself to a guy that I don't even speak to anymore and um, was just it's just broken, honestly. And so I, it took me a really long time. Like, even though I saw God working in my life and, like, wanted to trust Him, it took me a very long time, or it took me two months to realize, like, that these other worldly things I wanted to try and put my faith in were not, were going to fail me. And so, um, yeah, those two months were just kind of a dark time. And I also want to mention that, um, when after we had or no um when school had started officially uh hannah ended up moving to um her college which was about 45 minutes away and allison ended up going to state so i was the only one here back at home and um so that was another reason that, that those two months were really tough was adjusting to this kind of isolation of just me and god and like not being given the choice between like a distraction or God like it was God being like hey you know I'm not giving you a choice you're gonna have to trust me and depend on me during this time of uncertainty and um just just uncertainty really that's the best way that I can describe it so after those two months um I had gotten to a point in November where I was just like, I had tried everything. I had tried um, just, like, distracting myself with everything in the book. And nothing was working. I still felt empty. I still felt ashamed and broken every time. Um, it was only, like, a temporary fix. And so, in November, I finally, like, kind of just gave up. I was like, okay, God, like, you're still calling me to you. You still want me. Like, show me why. Like, what what do you need me to do? And it was, um, right then that God was like, you know, you can give me all of these burdens that you, that you're holding on to and all of this shame. Like I still have room for you. Like, I want you to come sit at my table with me and let me, let me fill you up with all of my goodness and like forgive you, uh, for that, forgive you of that shame. And, um, while doing that, I was able to really, like, um, begin my relationship with God for the first time ever, um, and what I mean by that is just, like, not having any kind of doubt or anything holding me back. Um, I gave any, anything that I had holding me back to God, and He took that and ran with it and made sure that, like, there was no turning back at that point. Um, so that carried through November and December, or from November up until now. But um, in January, we ended up going to The Gathering, which is a college experience um, where we all gathered together, all the local college students gathered together and uh, for a night of worship and just eating and enjoying each other's company. And... Um, from about November to uh, up until up until January or February, I kept seeing the verse uh, "Be still and know that I am God" um, everywhere, and I'm not being dramatic. Like it would pop up on billboards, like uh, 
I opened my Bible randomly and it just happened to open to a verse talking about being still and knowing uh, the power of God. And um, I was always praying to God, like, God, what does it mean to be still? Because I knew, like, obviously, be still, like, stay there. But I knew that there was more to it than just sitting there while God did everything. Because I knew God had called me to, was calling me to do something while in the midst of waiting. And so that first night at the gathering, um, the preacher ended up talking about what it meant to be still. And, um... That was the first time I'd ever been left speechless at a church sermon. Um, I That was also the first time that I cried in church because um, I was just in such awe of God answering my prayer so specifically. And um, so, yeah, that was a very emotional, emotional um, experience for me. And uh, a really powerful experience as well. Um, We kept going to a couple more gatherings. And eventually one of our guy friends named Sam, who went with us one time, um, got us involved in a house church. And um, house church is just our Wednesday night, like, groups that we meet at somebody's house for. um, And ended up... um, on the first or second night, our house church leader asked us uh, what our next step of faith would be. And by this point, I had gotten to where, like, I, I I, was so devoted to God. Like, it was crazy. Like, I mean, I was so content with where I was. I didn't, I wasn't looking for anything. I was, I was okay with it being me and God and my circle being really tiny and just keeping to myself and uh, really just okay with trusting God and um so when uh, our house church leader asked us what our next step of faith would be I started praying about it and um eventually got baptized in May um and was really excited about that I finally able to see like some results in um that's finally able to see some results because there had been results um being seen all through this uh, process of healing my heart, but it was um, a rewarding experience to have my body and like my mind and soul like truly cleansed by the power of God um, by getting baptized and um, getting to stand in front of anybody who was who had watched that service and. Um, just be living proof of um, somebody who was once broken and just full of so much shame and regret turn into a uh, just a girl on fire for God I guess is the best way to say it and um, being able to live with every intention of um of knowing God's plan for me and being confident in um, who he says I am and not what the world or what the what my mind wants me to believe that I am. Um, so in the midst of me um, going to house church is also when I met um, my boyfriend Caleb. Uh, he has been nothing short of a blessing and has made a an unbelievable impact in my life. Um, today is actually our four-month anniversary, so whoop whoop for that, um, if you're listening, and if you've gotten this far. Um, but it, it's been very just peaceful and um, rewarding as well, just uh, seeing how God has answered prayers that I didn't even know God was listening to, um, in the past, and, um, just being able to date somebody and love somebody who, uh, loves me just as much and, um, wants the best for me and encourages me to become a better woman and a better servant for Christ. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been very exciting, um, getting to, uh, 
be his girlfriend and um just just reap the um reap the reward of um of going through such a uh just such a hard um uh, time beforehand um let's see where else do I want to go with this um we also have um started this podcast since then um I think we started it either at the end of July beginning of August one of the two I'm not really sure off the top of my head um and it has been honestly I think I think we can both attest it me and Hannah both attest to it being life-changing um me and Hannah both have gained a lot of wisdom through this through our testimonies and um knew that God did not want us to keep that wisdom to ourselves and that it was meant to be shared. Um, and so the best way that we knew how to do that was by starting a podcast, and that's where we are today, um, just trying to navigate our way through life in general and college as we face new trials and tribulations. Um, and yeah, just just navigating through life is what we're working towards right now. Um, so I guess that's really the the end of my testimony right now. I mean, like Hannah probably mentioned in hers, it's still being, being written. And um, our lives are probably going to look completely different now, from now to, to um, next year, if we do another podcast on our updated testimonies. And... Um, but yeah, that's what's really going on right now. Um, I cannot tell you how appreciative of your support and love um, through this process. It it was really scary to start a podcast to begin with because there was a lot of risks to take. And especially um, whenever you're talking about some scary topics, sometimes it can be even more nerve-wracking. But um you are definitely not unnoticed. Um, we we see you and we hear you and we appreciate every bit of support and every listen that you've given us. Um, and we hope to see you in season two. Um, and until then, uh, I hope you know how loved and cherished you are by God and that you have the boldness to carry out um, whatever God is calling you to do in this season. And bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys. Thank you.